Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today, we have the honor of speaking to Morris Pearl. Who's Morris Pearl? Morris Pearl currently serves as chair of the Patriotic Millionaires, a group of hundreds of high net worth Americans who are committed to make all Americans, including themselves, better off by building a more prosperous, stable, and inclusive nation. The group focuses on promoting public policy solutions that encourage political equality, guaranteeing a sustained wage for working Americans and ensure that millionaires, billionaires, and corporations pay their fair share of taxes. Senor Morris Pearl, welcome to Politics Unright. How are you doing today, sir? Great to be in your show. Thank you. Doing well. Well, look, uh, this is uh, probably the third time that I've spoken to you, and each time it seems to have something to do with legislation that once again didn't take the average middle class and poor American into account. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that uh, press release that you sent out right after you realized what was going to be in the uh, this large omnibus bill that Congress is about to put forth. Sure. The part that I was talking about is the part where they adjust the rules about IRAs, individual retirement accounts, or the same idea for 401k accounts. And many people have an account, you know, roughly half of working people in America have a retirement account. That's great. We encourage it. Uh, you know, they made it easier to sign up. That's great too, all for it. But they changed a key rule. The basic idea is that if you put money into your IRA or 401k account, you don't have to pay taxes on that money. So it's to encourage people to save. And then later, after you're retired, you take the money out and you pay taxes then at possibly a lower tax rate because you're retired. And, you know, that's okay. That sounds good. And I've saved, you know, I just, as soon as it was possible, back in the 1980s, I put the maximum I could into my IRA and 401k every single paycheck. And that was great. And I was making enough money. I could afford to do that. I had still enough to live on. And the rule was when you were 70 or 71, you had to start taking the money out and pay taxes on it. They've changed it to make it three years later. So instead of 71, it'll be, I guess, 74. Four. That makes a huge difference. I'll have three more years, assuming I live that long, God willing, of tax-free compounding of that money. That essentially is going to make my now adult children richer by hundreds of thousands of dollars under reasonable assumptions. Of course, I could you know, live to the age of 150 and spend it all. But assuming I don't, um, my children, who are doing great, by the way, they both have fine jobs and careers and they're doing fine, will have hundreds of thousands of more dollars, not because of anything. I do or they do just because of this change in the law about how rich people who saved up a lot of money for their retirement don't have to pay as much taxes as they used to. So it's a tax break. But this tax break, they say it's for middle class people. It's only for people of enough money. They don't need to use their retirement accounts even after they're 70 years old. Most people who save for their retirement actually need to use the savings when they're retired. It's only the very rich people who will have enough money that even after they're retired in their 70s, don't need to spend their retirement savings. 
And those are the people being helped by this crazy change to the law. So that's why I thought it was kind of ridiculous that Congress is in Washington there passing a change to the law, essentially to reduce taxes for rich people. And we think that's going to make inequality even worse. The people who are already rich are going to be that little bit more rich because of this. And it's not going to do anything for the vast majority of Americans who actually have a retirement account in order to spend money when they're retired. So that's the basic gist of what I wrote about. Did I cover everything? Roberto? Yes, actually, you, let me tell you, I, 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 in a very concise manner, you sent out a press release that I loved. And you said, mm -hmm. I'm tired of tax cuts for the rich being sold as help for the poor. That first sentence said it all. I am tired of tax cuts for the rich being sold as help for the poor. The retirement changes and omnibus package overwhelmingly benefit wealthy people like me while doing almost nothing for those who truly struggle to save for retirement. This bill does not make it easier for workers to save for retirement. It just makes it easier for high income earners to shelter more of their earnings for taxes. I mean, that's all I had to read. I, I When I got the press re release, that's all I had to see. And it was like, my God, he continues to get it. It's kind of sad that so many people are just looking for ways to save on taxes. We actually, you know, one of our mottos is tax the rich. Because we think the rich people should pay at least the same percentage of their income in taxes as people like you who get a paycheck and with tax deduct from that every single month. I remember looking, we looked back at commercials they made in World War II when mm -hmm. they first started a lot of income taxes. They were talking about how patriotic it is to pay taxes. You know, they made a, they made a, um, a, a video, a music video that said, oh, I paid for this plane just like Rockefeller did with a guy, you know, walking in front of a, you know, a, a military airplane. And back then, it was considered cool to pay taxes. It was the patriotic thing to do. People were proud to be helping to support their country, their nation, their people doing things collectively. And now, you know, we had a president six years ago elected who said, oh, only stupid people pay taxes. You know, and it makes no I don't sense. know. Things have changed. Now, let me ask you this, because you said something that was prescient. You said... You should at least pay the the, the, the percentage that um, that the average American is paying anyhow. Of course, I think it's more. Now we may differ in what in what we said, but uh, your your version of rich in your case, you built a store. Uh, tell tell us a little bit about what you've done before before I get into what I want to say. And really, my my father, you know, and and family owned a bunch of clothing stores in upstate New York. They were the people that that were buying the stuff. You know, with it from, um, you know, when uh, death of, and I remember death of a salesman. So, and I spent most of my career in the banking area, actually. I graduated from the University of Pennsylvania back in 82. And I spent most of my career in finance since the mid 80s until I retired about 10 years ago to do um, basically policy advocacy full time now. I've been doing this full time for about eight years. And it's just, ridiculous that my tax rates, since I make my money from investments, mm -hmm. are zero 
15 and 20%. Right. I pay zero up to I know, almost $100,000 a year. I'm married. I pay 15% to almost half a million dollars a year. And then I pay 20% if I need to more than that. And even that is only if I have what they call a realized gains. Right. Meaning you have had withdraw- to sold the stock and made the gains on it. Yeah. And I can withdraw tons of money from my brokerage accounts without having any realized gains. So my effective tax rate on, if you say, I, if, if you think of money, the money I'm able to spend is how much money I make. I mean, it's, it's in low single digits, if anything. And it's just not right that all the burden of paying for the country or nation is put on the people who are working and the people who don't work like me, you know, are not being charged any reasonable semblance of a fair share. It's it's interesting because yesterday I had a caller to my KPFD 90.1 FM radio show and he said, well, you know, the IRS, if for all the rich people, because I told them that I was likely going to be speaking to you, the patriotic millionaires, and he heard of them and he said, oh, those patriotic millionaires, they're just a bunch of hypocrites. They don't give anything or whatever. And by the way, the IRS has an address. If they want, they can just send a check. I had to explain to him that we have to look at things from a systemic nature. A, a Morris Pearl can't do it all by himself. It has to be a collective. It has to be everyone engaged in a, in, in, in a system of how this, this operates. And I try, I try to explain that to him. Now, it's what is it going to take for that message? I mean, I have a theory, and I don't know, you're the rich guy here. I have a theory that um, there are rich folk that work their butt off doing something positive for society. And then there are those who I have, I don't think you can consider anything other than psychopath. If you had $10 billion, Morris, what could you possibly do? Why would you possibly want to gorge uh, more? Even though you know that commensurate with what you're producing in society isn't generating that. You know what I think it is? It's the people who get rich at that level, billions mm-hmm. of dollars, are people who just have such a drive to get rich that that's the thing that gives them purpose and meaning in their life. You know, the same way you might know someone who's a, you know, expert figure skater, and she's just driven to get that gold medal. The guy, the only and everyone who gets a gold medal in figure skating is like that. And the person who becomes a billionaire, well, is somebody who's either has that kind of drive and so isn't going to change once they become a billionaire. They're going to continue that drive or more likely is someone whose grandfather or father had that kind of drive. The now, the, the st- what I usually say to people like that is that, like, imagine we were running a country club, like a fancy golf club, mm-hmm. and I wanted to have the dining room redecorated. And at the annual meeting, I stood up and gave a speech about how we should, you know, re- have more money to redecorate the dining room and make it fancier. And we had to, we had a vote, and either the people would vote to increase the dues and have money to redecorate the dining room. Or they wouldn't. But you wouldn't say, oh, these few people who want to redecorate it, they should pay all the money and the rest of us should pay nothing. That wouldn't work. No one would want to be in a club that works that way. You have to have decisions made by a democratic process with voting. 
not by a process of the few rich people deciding how everything should be done. And that's why we have to have decisions made of how much money we should spend on whether it's redecorating the dining room or building schools and roads and bridges and you know hospitals and all the stuff we need. Those decisions should be made by elected representatives. And then the bill should be divided among all the people according to how much money they make. Makes sense That's to the me. the democratic process. Makes sense to me. Now, one last question before I go into the other subject, because this always bothers me, right? Um, the guy used Oprah, one of the callers used Oprah Winfrey as an example of, you know, Oprah Winfrey worth $5 billion or something, right? And I explained to him, like, first of all, I love Oprah Winfrey, and I'm happy that she owns $5 billion. But I said, that's a quirk within our economic system. I, I, I kind of explained that Oprah made her money because she could promote herself on mediums created by hundreds of thousands of engineers, intellects, and others. In other words, a microphone was invented, a camera was invented. All these other things were invented by people who got paid once. And with with what with people who got paid once, she's able to monopolize on using that medium to put her, her existence out there. It seems to me like there should be some feeling of, I need to give back to a society that created these engineers and scientists who built this medium that I can that I can excel on, don't you think? Well, hey, yes, I agree with you. And I, mean, I, don't, I don't know Oprah personally, and I'm fine with her being a billionaire. That's, I mean, she's done a great job. We've looked through our records. I mean, the records like the Forbes and Fortune published and stuff like that. She's one of three people that in the world who I could say are truly self-made billionaires. Mm -hmm. uh, J.K. Rowling, and um, George Soros, the other two. Every single other person on the list, not that I've checked every billionaire in the whole right, world. Right, I get it, but then aggregate. All of the ones near the top, and most of them, are all people who started out far richer than almost all Americans did. You know, even, you know, the people who started Facebook and Apple started out having a lot more money than most people did. And having that ability of a huge head start. So I think that everybody is, you know, a lot of what you are is not because of how hard you work or how smart you are or some kind of value you have. A lot of it is where you start off in life. You know, I had the good fortune of starting off in life with, you know, family who owned a business and they could afford to send me to the finest university in the country. Um, you know, and without me having to even think about how much it cost. And that gave me a huge advantage. My father and mother had a loan from the, uh, that was guaranteed by the government, for the Veterans Administration, at a time when that was simply not legal for Black people. It had to be in a stable neighborhood, and stable was defined as racially homogeneous. So I had huge advantages that were not available to a lot of other people, and me and now my kids and now my granddaughter are doing better, at least financially and in a lot of ways, than a typical American because of these small things that happened decades before they were born. And that's why we need to change our policies so that rich people pay at least the same tax rates, if not more, as people like you who have money deducted from your paycheck every single week 
you know, let me tell you, um, it's great that you're doing this work. I, I think more people who have the money, in other words, the rich folk, have to go out there and do it. And like I said, I think too many of them are psychopaths. It's good to see that we have those out there who are willing to just speak the truth. Yeah, Thank uh, you, Edward. Uh, that, that's when it, now before we go here i'd like to hear a little bit more about what kind of projects you're working on now because you it's you always seem to have something new going sure you know one thing we're doing we're running a sort of a long-term focus group in a small town in north carolina five thousand person town we have a few dozen people i'm actually going to go see them personally in january but we've been sending staff people like every couple of weeks for a while to meet with this group of people and talk to them about these exact issues and see what, if we can explain to them how their voting connects with their economic well being and sort of make that connection for them. And this is a place that's voted for politicians who are promoting policies for more inequality and making the rich richer and their, and their poor poorer. So we're going to go to a town filled with thousands of people who are, let's say, financially challenged in many cases. And we're going to see if we can talk to them and explain these things to them and see if they're going to think about how their voting connects with the economic policies that affect their lives. Now, how so is that that's going? part of our plan. How's it going right now? And I know you should have some incremental data to kind of supportive you think that's that you, the, the economic message is starting to go against the ideological message well the people that are the people that are our staff have been going there are encouraged we're getting a lot of people to show up of course we give them a some food to eat when they show up <laughs> but um a lot of people are showing up and a lot of people seem to be very enthusiastic about our message i'm going to go personally in the middle of january and I'll report back to you um, next time we talk. That would be great. The right, you know, it's it's amazing because what you're doing in that in that microcosm there, the right, I, I live in Kingwood, Texas, a very red area where people continue to vote against their interests. And that is, you know, how you go and you're, you're feeding folks as you entertain them and teach them. That's what they do here as, you know, as, as just a norm, what they always do. And it seems like those that are promoting the policies that you're talking about for a long time had not had the wherewithal to do that. So it's great that you're doing that. Yeah. I think that's going to be an excellent move in starting to change these things. But you know what? My last question's always going to be, and that is, what would sure. you have liked me to ask you that I didn't? Well, I think that the patriotic millionaires are continuing to do the work we've been doing. We have a staff of a bunch of young people who are like literally younger than my kids in many cases. And I'm just feeling encouraged to see the next generation. So I'd like you know everyone to try to address the 20 something year olds and try to see what we can do to get more young people engaged and involved in not just in their own little world, but in what they can do to sort of change the course of our nation. So that's what's getting me encouraged. Well, Morris Pearl, Chair of the Patriotic Millionaires, thank you so kindly once again for having been on Politics Done Right. Thanks, Dick Berto. Great to be on your show.
We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.